Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. I'm Natalie. Jason is not with us today, but one of our favorite experts, favorite humans on the planet who has not been on the podcast in a hot minute is here, Mabel Joseph. Hi, Fred. Hey. We are so excited to welcome you back. It has been a very long time, but the conversations that we have with you are always phenomenal. And today's conversation will be no different. We're hoping that this is reaching you in a timely moment in your life or in your journey. Um, But really, it's all about how do we grow through judgment? We, We know that judgment is something that we've probably experienced before in our lives. It's made us uncomfortable and it could have kind of hindered our progress or really um, you know, wounded our, our self-confidence a little bit. And with the holidays approaching, we thought this was a really timely topic because we could be going into family situations or social situations where people's judgment could impact us negatively. And we wanted to empower you, our listeners, our followers, our watchers, our friends, um, with tools that we can grow through that judgment, right? It's one thing to experience it, but it's another thing to actually use these moments for a powerful purpose, not for uh, not for something that hurts us. So before we dive into the conversation, which is, which will be extensive, we want to kind of turn the mic over to you, Mabel, and introduce yourself to anybody that that has ever met you before. Okay, so hey everybody, my name is Mabel Joseph. I am a five-year veteran. I had to sleeve, and I have lost 125 pounds. And I am so excited to be here with you guys. I am a mindset coach and I coach women in high demanding jobs, entrepreneurs, mothers, how to do everything and be everything and still lose all the weight. We are honored, honored to have you. This is going to be an awesome conversation. And why we really appreciate talking with you, Mabel, is because you are the expert from that coaching perspective, but you understand this from a lens of a patient because you yourself are a patient. Yes, girl. Right, right. So you are applying what you are also teaching in successful ways, right? If you can do it, we can do it. That's what we're, that's what we're all about. All right, my friends. Well, I say, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. Um, April, first of all, I want to tell you this topic is so amazing and I love that you picked it. Just want to put that out there. (laughs) Well, this is something that so many of us experience after surgery, but we don't really like, we don't plan for it. We don't think that it's coming our way. Cause we're like, this is such a positive thing that we're doing for our, for our health and well being, And, you know, we feel good about ourselves. And then that mm-hmm. judgment comes and we, we like hold it in our hands and we're like, okay, I have this thing now. What do I do with it? Um, and so I'm excited for, for this conversation, because I think it's really going to give our listeners, anyone who, if you're, we're in your earbuds right now, by the end of this, you'll have those tools to, to be able to handle that judgment that you were given. Yep. Well, and maybe a really great place to start this conversation out is, is just taking a little bit of time for each of us to reflect on where and when, or maybe describe some judgments that we have, you know, come across in our bariatric journey. I know for me, the judgments came from places I was not expecting and anticipating. And and my caveat to this is I have heard of people who have had some real deep wounding judgments come their way. Mine came from my family and some of my friends, but never intended as like a hurt. 
it was asked as a question and I interpreted it, it as judgment. So this wasn't on them, but really what I experienced a lot of was, oh, I didn't think you could eat that or, oh, you can eat that or, oh my gosh, you're, 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 you're losing so much weight. You, you look so different. Are things okay? Right. So those were the type of judgments that, that I tended to experience quickly after my surgery. They've since tapered down because everybody understands my, my situation. Nat, what about you? Yeah, I, I think the one that stands out for me, uh, it came from my mom and, um, some of you have met my mom. She's a wonderful person, um, very supportive throughout my entire journey. Um, we had a conversation. I was, uh, I think I was about seven, seven or eight months post-op and we went out to lunch. Um, and I decided to get, uh, a burger, uh, without a bun. And then, uh, I decided I chose actively chose to have a salad as my side, um, because I wanted it. It sounded delicious. It was like the, like apples and walnuts and goat cheese. I was like, mm, this will be so good. So mm. I ate what I could of the burger, picked at the salad, took the rest home. And I remember saying like, with my mom just saying, I, I feel really good about the choice that I made because I, I chose it because I wanted it. And it, I knew that it would satisfy me, not because I thought salad was better than French fries. It was because I actually wanted the salad. And mm. I remember feeling really like, like that was a gold star moment. And I was trying to share that, um, with her. And there was a moment where she said, well, you couldn't have really had the French fries anyway. And I thought, oh, let, let's, let's talk about this because I totally could have. And, yeah. and we had a really healthy uh, conversation in the moment. Um, but there was that sense of judgment of like, you don't get to say what's on my plate. <laughs> like I decide what's on my plate. Um, and that's kind of, I say it a lot, mind your plate. Um, but that, that judgment of just kind of like, oh, you were watching what I was putting on my plate. And that feels really weird to me. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my first like post-op, like real conversation that I've had to have. Hey, this is April. Jason, Nat, and I love making this podcast for you each and every week, but we need your help to keep it going. Become a Berry Nation podcast supporter for $5 a month and help us produce this show. Visit us online at berrynationpodcast.com to join us. For me, what was going on, because I always go hardcore on everything that I do. So what happened was that people saw me going from zero to a thousand and they were like, well, you're doing too much. Um, why are you going to the gym so much? Why are you meal prepping? It's not going to last. So it was like, it wasn't on purpose, but it, they were trying to like save me from exhausting myself. But I was just really living the life that I was trying to create. Mm -hmm. And so it was just knowing that it was just their thoughts and I could just do whatever I want, but it was hurtful sometimes. Cause I'm like, Hey, you guys are supposed to be my cheerleaders. What's going on? Right. <laughs> Yep. And, and I think a lot of time, right, people's judgment when it does become known, it, it it can hurt us on different levels. And sometimes that judgment, we're almost anticipating it or we expect it. 
I think all of us as patients had to work through a lot of judgment from society, from doctors, from friends, from family, when we told them we were going to have the surgery in the first place. Mm. And then I have seen very hurtful, very judgmental comments on social media that people make about people who have either undergone surgery or thinking about it, right? They're they're judging what you're eating, how often you're working out or, or what you're doing, right? And then if you make a decision to go on uh, anti-obesity medications, there's a lot of judgment that goes with that as well, right? So there's there's many layers of uh, of this that we can experience along our journey. What we what we're hoping to learn from you today, Mabel, is really just a, a basic understanding of what is judgment. What can it look and, and feel like? Is it normal that we experience it? And then, if this is something that we are experiencing and it's negatively impacting us, what tools can we use to kind of grow through this this judgment that we're experiencing? So maybe let's just start at the beginning. What is judgment? Okay. So this is what I first want to say. I want everybody to know that judgment is something that humans do naturally. It's just the way our brains work. It's the way our brains interpret and perceive the world. The problem is that we all have experienced different things in life. We all have different perspectives, different histories. So the way we all judge and perceive things is completely different. Um, so judgment is a normal behavior. And that's where I want to start. <laughs> Sorry, I got too deep. It's a normal behavior. And that's where I want everybody to know that it's going to happen. There is no running away from this. Everybody will judge and us ourselves, we judge. And that's important to know too. I was just going to say, I think I judge myself all the time, you know, every day. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. Um, but I very much appreciate you, you saying that because as we were talking really before we hit record, we judge everything constantly because it's how we as humans kind of keep ourselves safe. We we can judge if something is dangerous or not, if something's going to harm us or not, right? So it's not that we're using it in a in a negative way. It's just our, our brains are, are wired for that. And I know, Nat, you've got a, a question. Not necessarily a question, but just I appreciate the the sentiment of like, this is literally in our DNA. And everybody does it. I like I, I, I appreciate that sentiment uh, because I I know that I'm judge I am a judgmental person. I have a lot of thoughts up up in here, um, and I've learned how to sort through them for the most part. However, when and it's usually outward, like you, uh, I I don't say all of my judgments outward, right? That would be um, incredibly rude mm -hmm. in many situations. But internally, I do I judge myself a lot. But I think it's really interesting to kind of take that that pressure to lower the temperature, as we like to say, and just be like, everyone does this. Like that's baseline. Like it's okay. Like everyone does this. You're not a bad person. Um, it's okay to be judgmental because we literally need it to survive. I just, when you said that, it was like, oh, aha, uh -huh, of course. <laughs> it's a survival mechanism. It's just the way our brain interprets the world to keep us alive. We're not in survival mode, right? So our brain is interpreting just the normal things in life now. And that's where the problem begins. What really is 
striking about this conversation is I have been attempting to become more aware of just how often I'm judging myself and others. And with that awareness has also come this like aha realization that I am expending so much time and energy judging myself and others when it really doesn't matter, right? Like other people's lives, other people's decisions don't necessarily impact me. And I don't need to give away so much of my time and energy to other people and these other things and situations because it really doesn't have an impact on me. Um, and the more I've been paying attention to that, it's been really interesting because I'm I'm able to say, oh, this actually has nothing to do with me. And I don't need to judge or worry or do mental math when it comes to these other things. Mm-hmm. And it's also helped me identify, like, I don't need to be judging myself over this. I just need to make a decision and move on. Right. So really spending some time getting to understand what judgment is and how I'm using it in my own life has actually helped me free up more time to spend it doing other things that are joyful or, or are really helping me along my journey. Right. And what I wanted to add was it also will help you if you feel like you're judging yourself, like just normalize it like, oh, my brain is just judging me because it's going to judge. It's just trying to navigate everything in your life. So nothing is wrong with you. You just have a human brain. And I think that just, ooh, just, okay, I'm not crazy. It's okay. It really just takes the edge off, you know? Like, it just takes that, like, we sound like a broken record here, but it really does lower the temperature if you're just like, this is in my innate self to do this. Um, But then, so we know what judgment is and we know that everyone does it. And I know we're going to get to, like, the meat of it, but, like, what what do we do when we like know that we're judging or see judgment? I don't know. That's my question is like, okay, I see it now. Now what? That is an amazing question. And that's, that's a tool. Well, that's the number one tool that I like to um, teach is becoming the watcher. So if you are becoming the watcher of your life and not just be in it, then that will help you start observing. uh, Yeah. Observing yourself as things are happening and slowing things down. Because normally what we do, if if somebody says something, we're ready to like react. But becoming a watcher, you're like, oh, why is this happening, right? So instead of like being in, in it, you're like asking yourself, why is this happening? Why is that person saying that? Why am I feeling this way? And just becoming an investigator of things as it's happening, which it sounds really easy like i'm saying it and it's a challenge but if you practice it the more and the more the more and more you practice it the easier it will become in in the very nation support community i mean just in, in instagram right in everywhere we go we we have this saying and it's pause and pivot it, mm-hmm. and it, pause and pivot is exactly what you're saying that this this watcher concept we were giving a talk yesterday. Uh, we were leading a support group yesterday in, in Barry Nation. And we were talking about these emotional changes that we can experience after bariatric surgery. And they're often unexpected because we, we just don't, we think we're only going to experience joy and happiness. And then turns out, oh, there's all of these other kind of bigger right. um, emotions <laughs> that are that are there. And one of the person asked like, well, what, what has been like the, the best way that you have come across to like move through these things? Mm-hmm. And it really comes back to exactly 
exactly what you said, pausing and pivot, pausing and pivoting. But the thing that we skip over a little bit is that pause part. The work of weight loss surgery actually lives in these moments of stillness. When we catch ourselves thinking something, saying something to ourselves and pause and just go, oh, what am I saying to myself? Why am I saying this? What, what, is, what is happening in this moment that could be bringing up the, these feelings or this judgment? So the first step, that pause is all about catching it. And as Laura says, again, she teaches in Barry Nation all the time, leads these support groups. We have to, we have to catch it, check it, and change it. And that's exactly what you're describing, taking on this, this watcher um, perspective. I need to watch what is actually happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Becoming a student of your life. Because in this journey, right, we are like in a curriculum. Everybody has a different curriculum and we're trying to pass our curriculum. Sorry about that. It's just becoming a student of your life and just like, oh, okay, this is something I need to work on. This is something that's going to get me to the other side. Just becoming curious about everything. It just takes off the load because it's a lot, right? You're transforming to a whole different person, which requires you to change a lot. Yeah, I really becoming the watcher, being the scientist, being the student. I think that's really important and really valuable. Uh, I led, I lead a pre-op and newly post-op group. We were talking about that even last night uh, mm. about, you know, that newly put when you're freshly post-op in your journey and you see all of this information about macros and uh, meal prepping and, and it's like, oh, I should be doing that. And it's like, no, you're not quite there yet. You know, take that information, scroll it away where are you right now? And how can you learn from where you are right now? Um, we get, we get really wrapped up in the pivot, the, the moving forward part, but yeah, that's the fun part. It is the fun part. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be pivoting and like figuring it all out. And that's Mm -hmm. the high achiever in me. Um, but that pausing moment that, that taking, taking in what's happening in the, in the now and, and learning from it, that's really powerful. Hey, this is April, one of your hosts. If the Berry Nation podcast has made a positive impact on your life, become a supporter. For $5 a month, you can help us produce this podcast. Your support would mean the world to us. Visit us online at berrynationpodcast.com to learn more. That's like, I think that's really where the mag, I mean, people say taking the action is the magic, but the real magic is in the pivot, is in being the watcher, because that is what rolls the foundation for everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when in my brain, I, I, got, I have two visuals uh, spinning up here, right? When you go to a ballet or when you watch a dancer, it's very fun to watch them pivot, right? They're always doing this. But you're actually there for the moment of stillness. You're actually there to see what they're doing in between those pirouettes, right? In between that, that pause. I love that. Right? Like that's what you're actually looking for because it's the pause where the opportunity to change something exists. And the other thing that I've been thinking about as, as you were saying this, right? Like judgment exists in our life naturally to keep us safe, right? Well, we're not necessarily in in danger of our physical safety anymore. We're not running from saber-toothed tigers, but our brains don't know that. Well, 
when we catch this information, when we notice that we're judging ourselves, there is actually change happening happening in our lives. And it's when we realize we're doing something that feels familiar, but we've been so focused on doing things in the new. And when we realize that it's a moment for us to go, oh, something has changed because before surgery, I would have never paused here before surgery. I would have never checked this. That's mm-hmm. an indication that your brain is saying, whoa, 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 you're doing something different that you've done in the past. Like our brains are trying to get us April, to do this. Thing. I love that. Yes. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not like off base here because literally it was like, Oh my God, like our brains are trying to keep us to do the same old thing that we've been doing. And it's going, no, 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 judgment, judgment, judgment. You're trying to change something. And it's like doing this red flag moment. But for us in this situation, it's like, yeah, thank you. I actually want that red flag. I want to make a change. Yes. I hit a next level of like, okay, a next level of the curriculum of the weight loss surgery curriculum. I love that. Listen, rewind that and listen to that again. It was a lot, but it's so good. My mind was blown. And I know what you were talking about. I love it. <laughs> well, we, it this, this is what we say all the time. This is the work of weight loss surgery. This is, is, is the learning and the growth that we actually need to make progress in our lives. Mm-hmm. This is not included in our binder. What, right, right, what our bariatric binder, the Bible, whatever we got from our surgical center, right? It said, you're going to experience some emotional changes. Cool. What the hell does that even mean? It means this. It means this. Work on your mindset. Bye. Right, yeah. (laughs) Mine didn't even tell me about emotions. It just said, you have this, this is your 40 day eating plan. (laughs) <laughs> which has its time and its place. Like, yes, we absolutely need that. Our, one of our, you know, Berry Nation members, friends, her favorite saying that I swear to God, I'm just going to tattoo somewhere on my, on my body is yes. And yes, you need that information and you need these moments. You need this learning. You need this curriculum. You need this, you know, th- this aha. And this is hard work and it is exhausting because you are, this is what change looks and feels like in the moment, right? Becoming the watcher, pausing, then pivoting uh, and, and becoming the, the scientist to, to always be open to, to experimenting. Because if you really do want change, this is actually what it is. It's not what you thought it was going to be. It's this. Um, and April, I just want to add, and I want your listeners to like notice this moment how we're talking about the changing in the mindset. It doesn't have to be heavy. Like it could be magical if you let yourself be in the magic of it. It's rough, yes, but it could be magical as well. And and these conversations, we we say this all the time uh, too, but these moments, these conversations, having community around you. Laura Graybo says all the time, community is treatment. This is, like you said, Mabel, this is the magic because we can have these really deep um, conversations that promote really hard work and self-growth, which is really nitty gritty. I mean, like this stuff that we're talking about is really intense, but we can do it in a way that is supportive and lighthearted and um, it can continue like this, this conversation is not going to end here. Uh, you know, we'll continue it in the Berry Nation community. We'll continue it, 
um, in our own interactions. And I think that's the beauty of, of just taking the time to, to listen to these conversations. If you're listening, um, to engage with these conversations, however you can, um, you know, talk to your friends and family about it, even if they don't listen to the podcast, these are things that everyone should be talking about that, that they just aren't. And Mm -hmm. it is magic. I love it. Absolute magic. All right. So Mabel, let, let's, uh, let's think about some specific situations that we could be encountering this holiday season, right? Like we're, we're going to be around friends and family that maybe haven't seen us in a long time, or we are going to be around people who we know are just very judgmental in nature. What, what are some, some tips, some tricks, some tools that we can deploy this holiday season to help us grow through maybe some judgment that we're anticipating coming our way? Okay. One of the main judgments that a lot of people experience, because I get it all the time, is the way people show love. So during the holiday season, it's a lot of tradition, a lot of family tradition, a lot of food, right? And a lot of people show their love through food. So there, it becomes a little complicated because you have to tell people that you want another way to be shown love through conversation, through, I mean, if that's what you want, but that's what I mostly see when I'm like coaching people. People love to show their love through food, but some people can't even eat the food because of where they're at in their journey or they just don't want to at that moment. And it's just saying no and creating boundaries so that you can um, be aligned with what you want in your life and also love the person who's trying to like love you. Yeah. I mean, I, my family, I feel like this is most families. It's always about food. It's every, Oh, come over for dinner. Come make cookies with us. Come whatever it is. It's food. And I remember having a conversation with family, um, pretty newly post-op. I think I was only like three months post-op and saying, I, I so appreciate it. And I like took the gift that they brought me. Um, and I said, let's go for a walk or like, let's set up time to at least get coffee and, and not make it super about food. Um, let's do a craft together. I know people always kind of forget about like holiday crafts or going to the pumpkin patch or whatever that may be, but it, it is hard to navigate because you do know that it's, it's just out of love. Right. Um, well, I mean, oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, Mabel. I was, I just as you were saying that, Nat. I mean, it is so true, right? Like when you, when we go through surgery, it oftentimes requires that we have to shift some family traditions, right? And what once served us, what what was once filled with joy, can now be filled with anxiety or judgment or some other things. So you are almost asking your friends and your family to really kind of shift those traditions to something that is more aligned to your goals. And we can feel bad about that. We can almost judge ourselves because, oh my gosh, now I'm asking everybody to change for me. But we're allowed to do that. We're, we're allowed to craft a life that is a little bit more aligned or is more aligned to what we want out of life. Mm-hmm. That That is allowed. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, yes. And the tip for that will be bringing the new traditions that you want to add to the event. Don't even try to ask, don't try to require it. 
just bring it. If you want to do some arts and crafts, bring it. Just because people are not going to like think about that. So you think about it for them. Like, hey guys, this is what I want to try. And naturally people will be like, oh, this is right? So just bringing the new traditions, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Just bring the new tradition to the party. That's a tip that I have for that. It's so funny you say that, Mabel, because that's exactly what I did the next year. I, mm-hmm. cause I felt blindsided the first year, right? You're like, I just stepped into this new life. I had no idea that I would be just bombarded with, um, these judgments. So the next year I thought, well, my family is not super crafty. Some of us are, but like as a whole, right? Like we're not a crafty family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, what did we used to do when we were younger? Well, we played games. And so I spent probably a hundred, 150 bucks. I bought games that were for the adult crowd. Cause we don't have any kids in our, uh, for our holidays. And I just said, I brought all these games. Let's have a game night, you know, after mm-hmm. dinner, everyone loved it. And you know what? We do that every year now it's, it's, we have dinner, we open presents, we play games and it, it totally, shifted um and gave us something to do that wasn't just oh these pies are really delicious or let's go drink some alcohol outside by the bonfire it was like we're all together we're still creating memories uh but it's not food centric so I love that you said that my family too has a a lot of love wrapped up in food uh and what I've started to do is I I tend to kind of head it off at the past so to speak so if I know you know my my grandma is going to be an event or if I know right somebody's coming and they there's something that they love I can ask them to bring it that's totally fine but I can tell them ahead of time you know what I'm uh, my diet has changed so much you know so rapidly I don't think I'm going to be able to enjoy the dish will you please bring me the recipe though? I would love to have that recipe in my repertoire so that I can recreate it, you know, later, whatever it is. So I'm still letting them know that I love that food that they are cooking and that I do enjoy it, but I would like to actually include it in in my life in a way that's meaningful for me. Ever since then, oh my God, I can't tell you how um, meaningful the conversations have been with the people who have given me their recipe, right? Because it's like they're giving me a piece of their own selves. And now I have a conversational piece that I can talk with them about. Now Mm. I'm learning the history about it and who gave them this recipe and great grandma used to make it this way, but I do this. This is my own personal twist on it. Awesome. Amazing. That memory will last me forever. Whereas I'm not going to remember what my grandma's creamed onions necessarily tasted like three years ago. I am going to remember the hilarious conversation about them though. So there are creative things that we can do to, to not necessarily, you know, omit the food, but just include it in a different, more creative way. Right. Because it was all about the connection to begin with. It is. It is. And I, um, I love that you said that April, I'm going to start doing that um, actually, because I, uh, last Christmas received my cousin Madeline. Um, she's been on the podcast before. Uh, she gave me a recipe tin with little note cards and stuff that she put her recipes in. Mm-hmm. So now I'll just be like, here's a note card, put your recipe on it. Yep. Genius. 
It's genius. And I, and I, I specifically starting, uh, started asking my grandma because sometimes her recipes, like she's pulled out of a cookbook or a magazine or who knows what, right. And she'll just photocopy it for me. But I've been asking my grandma, like grandma, will you write on there? Like specifically what you do, or is there a brand of, I don't know, raisins or whatever the heck it is. Right. But now I have her actual handwriting on it. So it really does become beautiful, right. It's like her it's like a family memento, right? That now right. I have, because, you know, thank, thankfully my, my grandma is still with me in a big part of my life, but that won't always be the case. Right. So I have I'm, to, I love that you're thinking about that. Like, it's I, so, yeah. Yeah. Because so much has had to change in my life because of bariatric surgery. And for my family that is very food centric, it's been, it's been really, really difficult. Right. And same thing, like conversations about my changing size and shape, I've had to navigate with them. Right. Like, sometimes that's really difficult. That's a form of judgment and learning to kind of have these like canned statements that either invite conversation or shut conversation down has been another tool that I found to be really helpful when it comes to, to kind of these, these judgmental things. It catches me off guard and I don't want to be caught, caught off guard, but I also don't want to hurt the feelings of my loved ones. Um, so, you know, are there, are there tips or tricks that you can pass along Mabel too, when it comes to maybe these conversations that we know are going to be coming and we either don't want to have them or we want to have them in a way that feels safe for us. How can we prepare for that? Okay. This one is a tough one. I don't think this is going to be anybody's favorite one. This is just my perspective. Um, you have to allow feelings. That's the first thing. Like you have to be okay with any emotion that you're going to experience. And some of the emotions that you're gonna experience in these holiday seasons is negative emotions from what people are saying, the judgment. You have to be okay with, okay, I have this emotion in my body. Let's take a second, right? And also when you start creating boundaries, right? Because pre-op, there are relationships that needed to be healed and that's still there post-op, right? So when you have to set these boundaries for certain things that there's just no way around it and you have to create these boundaries and it is an uncomfortable feeling, you just have to be okay with like, okay, this is the part of my journey where I'm going to feel negative emotions, but I'm fighting for myself. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like you are walking your truth and you're aligning yourself with, the life that you want to have. And if that means that you have to tell people, please, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And if you do talk about this, I'm not going to respond. Like even having those rough conversations and being okay with like, if this person respects that, that's amazing. And if they don't, then I know what I have to do. Like you created a boundary from a place for love for yourself and a place for love for like loving that person. That's where it has to come from. Not like, oh my God, I can't believe this person said this. It's more about I'm creating love for myself and wanting to have a deeper relationship with this person. This is what I need. Do you understand? Like, you know, it's it's a lot, but you have to be okay with like being uncomfortable. There's no feeling safe or anything. Like, yes, feeling safe. I, but you have to feel the uncomfortable feeling. There's no running away from that. Sometimes it's rough. Did I miss yeah. anything? I know, right? <laughs> no, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I think something that we don't 
feel prepared for post-op is getting on getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and that's where the growth happens right um I have a lot of big holidays in my family Christmas and Thanksgiving are big but the really big one is the 4th of July if you've listened to the podcast for a while you know this about me and my family mm. and alcohol is a huge part of that event always has been. I remember being very young and looking at all of the adults with beer in their hands. I mean, it was just, that's starting at noon, like (laughs) noon until midnight, they're just drinking all day. And, um, I've never been like the biggest drinker, but you know, partaking, uh, as, uh, one does. And, um, since I've had my surgery, I I'll have a couple drinks here and there, but I don't, I don't consume to the, the extent that some of my family members do. Um, and I've been judged for that. I've, you know, people are like, Oh, we're going to the bar. We're, we're I'm like, that's okay. I'll just go to bed. You know, it's not a part of me and what I, my values anymore. Um, and, and I've had family members that have not necessarily blatantly said anything, but just kind of been like, okay, like, bye, like (laughs) judging me. Um, and I eventually have just been like, you know, it's just not a part of my lifestyle anymore. I'd really appreciate if you just like, didn't even invite me, like, don't even invite me because I don't even, I don't want to have this conversation and I don't want to feel guilty for setting that boundary. Um, because obviously you can't respect it. It's been three years now. (laughs) Every time you ask me, I say no. Um, And so it's, it is those moments of, of speaking up and advocating. We talk about this all the time. Just advocating for yourself is really, really hard, especially when it's your family and friends. Yep. As we were having this conversation, it really hit, hit home. It is so difficult for us to be in those negative or those difficult emotions because before surgery, we would have just eaten food before surgery, right? Somebody would have said something, we would have been uncomfortable and we would have instantly gone to food. And we know that it's not a physical option for us anymore. We, we, we think that it's not an emotional response anymore, right? Because we've had surgery. It is right. Especially after we heal, we can still turn to food, but we don't want to, we want to choose a different path and choosing the different path means that we sit with those negative emotions Mm -hmm. and that we don't go to food. So it's even more difficult, I think, in the holidays to, to be with those emotions because food is everywhere we turn. Food and celebration go hand in hand in the holidays. So if I look to my left, if I look to my right, I'm going to see food. Mm-hmm. And not only now are we asking ourselves to sit with these difficult emotions, but we're asking ourselves to also not go do what we used to do. So it's like this, this double whammy and we can get really spun up in, in, in the moment about it. And just knowing that, that that could be on your horizon means you can actually practice and prepare for that before these big events, right? By anticipating what we maybe think would be coming, right? And to, to kind of think about our game plan, you know, what, what we're going to do. Um, and just knowing that if, if, if your goal is to try something different this holiday, 
getting okay with, with feeling those emotions might be something that you do have to practice. So maybe instead of, um, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm just trying to think like what, what I would do, I guess if somebody said something that was hurtful, you know, to me, I would probably just whatever, end the conversation. And then maybe I would go try to find a quiet space that didn't have food. And I would just take a minute or two to like deep breathe or to just be like, oh my God, I cannot believe that person said that to me. And I would try to work through like, what am I feeling right now? Like, why did that impact me so much? I would almost try to work myself through those feelings and emotions in the moment before I rejoined the group. Because if I just got panicked in the moment and I didn't actually sit with, pause with my emotions and understand what I was feeling, I could turn to something and just go eat it. And I don't want to do that necessarily. I'm not saying it's it's a bad thing. It's not. It's just, I'm trying to choose a different way to process the judgment than I did before in the past. And it's, it's always, it's not going to always be hard. If you practice it over and over, it yeah. will become easier. It will feel intense in the beginning, but the mm -hmm. more you do it, the easier it will get. Yeah. I've been working hard as of late to really fight my way back to the present. It's, it's, it comes from a book that I'm reading right now. Um, I very much, I love, I have got billion dollar real estate deals in the future. I got homes in the future and I got homes in the past. Man, I love living there, but they're not actually uh, helpful, right? They, they look beautiful on the outside. They're pieces of shit on the inside. And I need, I need to pack up and move. So I've been working really hard to live in the present. This is one of those moments there where I have to give myself permission to live a little bit in the future, right? I have to look forward. I have to anticipate what could be coming and then develop a game plan for how I can deal with that in the moment. And I can practice the future in the present, but then I need to take myself right back here to the present and I need to focus on life and what I'm doing and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it is a bit of a fine balance, right? Because you don't want to live in the future and you don't want to live in the past. You do want to live in the present. But this is a moment where we can utilize the past and the future to help us better prepare for what's coming our way so that in those moments where we are tested and we want to try this new way of living, we can we can call up the things that we're practicing. But if we're if we're not practicing, we're not going to have that ability to really do these things in the moment. Right. And um, I just wanted to add is also making peace with like people are going to say whatever, like they never change. That's who they are. That's how that's just who they are. Um, before the surgery, that, that was who they were. So making peace with who this person is and just loving them for who they are like you always did and knowing that it has nothing to do with the results that you want to create and what you want to do. I'm glad you said that. I was going to add something similar that you can practice. I think making peace with the fact that you can practice all you want. You know, I think it's important to practice these things in safe environments um, but until you're in that moment, you don't know how this person is going to react to that boundary setting or to that request that you make to them. Um, and taking that response that they give you for what it is, and then using that as that moment as practice as well and learning from that moment. I think part of why we love to live in the future so much is that we it's our ideal of what's going to happen. And I'm learning to 
I'm learning actively to make peace with, with my ideals of what the future will be. And I think it comes into play here when we deal with possibilities of judgment, making peace with the fact that we could think this person is going to react a certain way and they could react a totally different way that we had no idea they would react in. Um, and so I, I, I try to not warn people, but just let people know that they might not react the way that we think they're going to react. And that's okay too. And we just have to sit with that as well. Okay. I don't know about you guys, this conversation, I needed this conversation today. Mm -hmm. I needed, yeah, I needed this conversation today. It is, it is very easy to get overwhelmed by all of the things that we have to do along this bariatric journey, but really it, it, it comes down to, to, exactly what you said, Mabel, right? Being the watcher, taking on the student mentality, really learning to pause and pivot, emphasis on the pause um, and, and understanding that these feelings and emotions that, that we really need to be, be still with are there for a reason. That That is how we grow through judgment. Yes, absolutely. So Mabel, if you were to put a, a holiday bow on this conversation, <laughs> so to speak, Right. What's maybe the the one big takeaway or aha moment that that you're hoping, you know, our listeners, our watchers, you know, our friends are are leaving with? Okay. This is a lot. It's a challenge. But okay, if I had to choose one thing, I will say that, again, this weight loss surgery journey is a curriculum. And you are going to be faced with things because those are the life lessons that you have to learn to get you from point A to point B. And that's okay. And during the holidays, when the judgment starts, know that it's coming because it's a hu- you're human and know that you still hold all the power by how you choose to use the information thrown at you and how you want to like grow from it. Like that's where your power lies. Like nobody's judgment can do anything to you except for what you decide to use it for. That's, that's it. <laughs> Cause then I'll just keep talking. <laughs> it, it is a very powerful lesson that, that we can use, right? People are going to judge us no matter what it's, it's a normal part of, of the human experience. Yes. It's how we choose to react to that judgment is where our power, where our power lies. Mm-hmm. And our reaction is the tool that we can use to grow through it. Because just like what you said, right, we we can either use that judgment to to, to wound or harm us, or we can ju- use that judgment as a way for us to grow in setting boundaries and understanding our own feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. in trying a different pathway from discomfort to comfort right? Judgment is that spark of, oh, this is an opportunity of growth for me. This is an opportunity to do something different. It doesn't have to be an opportunity of, of harm and, and pain and hurt. It's right. it's up to us, right? Really what, what we do. And just be okay with being angry. Like it's okay for you to be livid, angry, and want to slap somebody. Just be okay with it. It's okay. We're not trying to make this rainbows and daisies, but just be okay with the rage sometimes. It's all right. You're human. Wow. Rage and emotion. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. 
Mabel, this uh, this conversation has sparked a lot of curiosity, I know, in Natalie and I. And if you are listening and you're watching, I know you are also feeling that same spark. So thank you so very much for, for, for having this conversation with us today. Thank you for having me. Mabel, where where can they where can they find you if they'd like to connect with you? If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Beyond the Sleeve Academy. And I also have a podcast called Beyond the Sleeve Podcast. I love it. We cannot recommend Mabel's expertise and services more. So please give her a follow, give her a like, reach out to her. If this conversation has sparked something in you and you would like to continue the conversation, we invite you to join the Berry Nation support community. And really, as we were having this conversation, it I don't know why. This is just how my brain works. This, if you're wondering, like, what is the support group like? What is the class like? What is the meetup like? It's this with an expert doing exactly this, just with more people and more opportunity for you to ask your very specific question and then get support from the community. So if you love this, but you want it to happen in real time, join the support community. Like, duh. <laughs> just a hundred times a month casual yeah you know sounds amazing right (laughs) right live and learn live and learn uh mabel thank you again for joining us we very much appreciate your time your expertise and your wisdom thank you for having me oh miss nat you want to take us out of course. Again, thank you, Mabel, for joining us today. It's been too long, so we will not let it go this long again. Uh, but thank you for your time. This conversation was just impeccable. I have a lot to think about and process after this. <laughs> and for those watching, listening, thank you so much for continuing to support us by watching and listening. Uh, if our podcast helps you, we do have ways for you to support us. Uh, we've just launched a new subscription a service essentially where just $5 a month gets you a little intro into the Berry Nation uh, community network. Uh, You can help support the podcast that $5 a month will go towards keeping the lights on, so to speak. So all of our podcast production and everything that goes into that, um, it just, it helps more than you guys even realize. Uh, If you want more support uh, from Berry Nation, you can always join the membership community as uh, April had just mentioned. We do this all the time. This is normal (laughs) for us. Um, So for $39 a month, uh, about a dollar a day, uh, you can join us in the community there. Um, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, like, follow, share, and then leave us a rating. We love to hear from you guys. We love to know what you thought. Um, We're trying to put more polls and more ways to interact. So be sure to communicate with us there. We love to hear all of your feedback there. Uh, And just remember at the end of the day, you've got this and we've got you. Awesome. Thanks, Mabel. Bye, friends. Bye.